Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Movie Pass in today's episode. What's this? What's this? It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. What is this? What is this? I'm joined today by uh, a previous guest on the episode, James from the Cinerealist podcast. James, welcome. Uh, how's it going, Ryan? It's going well. How are you? It's, uh, I'm doing well. Great. Good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so today's episode is all about Movie Pass presumably yeah one of my favorite uh topics as of late yes <laughs> i think about movie pass probably an unhealthy amount really yeah <laughs> what give me an example uh well i mean i it it bounces from like um appreciation for movie pass <laughs> just the fact that like pretty much any time i want to go see a movie uh, mm-hmm. I can just pick up and go see it. And that includes movies that I was going to see anyway or movies that there's no chance I ever would have spent a dime on. Um, right. And so that's fun. And getting to see like older movies in theaters, that's fun. And so there is something to appreciate for the fact that like you're paying $10 a month for Movie Pass, and it kind of gives you this freedom, this weird freedom. Um, right to do a thing that I've been doing for 15 years. (laughs) You know, under the restriction of how much money is this going to cost me? And even like just completely eliminating that concern from the equation. And yeah. uh, And for that, it's, it's an interesting, you know, kind of, it's not a gift, but it's new to the process. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's that, and then there's um, intrigue as far as, like, the business model and how this is even possible. And then, uh, thirdly, you've got rage, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so it's kind of like, uh, what, are, what do they say? There's, like, f- four stages <laughs> to mourning or something like that? <laughs> yeah, the five stages of, of mourning. Yeah, so I've got three, three when it comes to movie pass. <laughs> I'm sure we'll, I, we'll identify a couple more during this conversation, but <laughs> yeah, that's I'm I'm pretty close to you in in that sense. Uh, I think I, I I definitely think that for me personally, I've had less of the rage reaction than you have sure. from what I've noticed and seen. For now, I don't know. Maybe that'll change going forward, though. And uh, so so let's so let's sort of set this up and paint this picture a little bit. Okay. When did you get when did you subscribe to Movie Pass? Well, it depends on which time you're talking about because back in 2013, I think it was, maybe oh, 20, wow. 2014, uh when Zach and I were working together, we used to work at the same marketing company. Uh he was sitting next to me. We had actually sat next to each other for Zach, the co-host of Cinerealist. We had mm-hmm. sat next to each other at work for like a year and barely talked that year. Oh wow. Yeah, like we were we were work friends, but it didn't really go beyond that. Um <laughs> which is typical of me. Like I'm a 
fairly introverted person, even though maybe it doesn't come off on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Fairly introverted. And uh, yeah, so sat next to each other, but we discovered that we both liked movies and my birthday came around and he bought me a month of movie pass back when it was $50 a month. Okay. And I think he had found a Groupon or they were running some kind of special or something like that. And he got it for $30 for a month or something like okay. that from what I remember. So he, he he didn't buy, you know, a strange work buddy, a $50 thing, but he did buy a $30 <laughs> thing, which was awesome. And so yeah. at the time, I took it as a personal challenge to see how many movies I could see in one month and exactly. see, see if it was worth it to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I'm going to pull it up because I actually tracked this on Letterboxd and I know you appreciate when people <laughs> track things. Let me yes. go lists. You can cut this out if it's too boring. <laughs> um, it's probably at the end of my list cause that was 2013 on Letterboxd, which was fairly early. Yeah, here we go. 30 day movie pass ex- experiment. So Perfect. with my first month at, uh, $30, uh, I saw 13 movies. Okay. Which back then you could only see one a day. Right. Um, which is how it is now, but it wasn't how it was the second time I signed up. <laughs> That's a fairly new thing. I'm sure we'll get to that. Well, um, wasn't it also back then one every 24 hours? I don't think they or, had done that yet because I was I never concerned myself with that and I never had a problem checking in. And I okay. and I definitely saw movies back to back whether I just happened to hit the 24-hour period or whether they didn't have it, I don't know. Okay. Um I don't really remember. But at the time I added up all my movie tickets. It mm-hmm. was $123.25. Um cool. and uh I using a $50 movie pass because I was trying to figure out whether it was worth it to me to continue this. So I used a $50 movie pass minus 123. That was a savings of $73.25. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I actually had a conclusion here. This is totally reminding me. Uh, (laughs) If if you want to quickly catch up on in-theater movies, this is the way to go. For casual movie going, you would have to see five films a month. So anything over that is gravy. I, at the time, I saw a lot of advanced screenings for free for, like, press people. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of getting, like, a good 60 to 70% of my movies for free anyway. Right. So at the time, in my conclusion, I was just like, movie pass isn't for me because I probably saw five or six in a theater and, like, a good four of them were free anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's totally reasonable right but if you were gonna see more than five if you were like an avid twice a week moviegoer you would save money back then yeah it can you know it can definitely still be lucrative at that price for the right right person yeah for sure but i also saw uh those the 13 movies i saw were jobs you remember that movie the steve jobs movie with um ashton ashton kutcher right yep not a great movie no uh, blackfish the documentary about okay. shamu which was mm-hmm. great and one of the few documentaries i saw in a movie theater before movie pass mm-hmm. blue jasmine the woody allen movie yeah 
which is probably one of the better of all these 13. Lee Daniels, the butler, which was okay. Disney's planes. Do you remember that? Oh boy. Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. That's a rough one. Which was awful. And I never would have seen it. If not for this movie pass, trying to see different movies. Mm -hmm. Um, and you couldn't repeat. Uh, yeah. And I have not seen it since, nor will I ever probably, uh, the spectacular now, which is pretty great. Mm hmm. The Way Way Back, which I enjoyed. Yep. The Grandmaster. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. It's arty, for sure. Oh, yeah. Closed Circuit, which has um, Eric Banana in it, and (laughs) uh, I forget who the actress is in it, but uh, that's forgettable. I think it was like a thriller of sorts. Mm -hmm. Uh, The comedy We're the Millers, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Some movie called The Getaway that I don't remember at all. <laughs> I think that's um, Ethan Hawke. I think that's Maybe. who I'm looking at on the poster. Yeah. He's in a car. Right. Yeah, I think. Yep. Uh, and then Riddick, the <laughs> sequel to Pitch Black. Yep. Or maybe it's not even the sequel to Pitch Black. It's the sequel to, uh, what was the, the movie after Pitch Black? The Chronicles of Riddick? Yeah, but then they made a third one, right? And that was called Just Riddick. Yeah. 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 So this is the third one, and then a movie called The Family. Okay. Which I think has, like, a decent director attached to it. Uh, Well, Luke Besson, so it depends on your taste. (laughs) Yeah. But it stars Robert De Niro and Michelle Pfeiffer, which is an interesting cast for, for that. It was like a mob movie. Right. It was all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not great. So you, so so would you say that? Uh, I mean, how many of those movies do you think you would have seen without Movie Pass? Um, in theaters, anyway. Sure, I might have seen Blue Jasmine. I hope I would have seen The Spectacular Now and The Way Way Back, and that's probably it. So three. Yeah. If I vaguely remember this being like kind of in that lull between Oscar season and the summer movie season kicking in. Right, right. And I, and I couldn't control when the movie pass started. I just like when it arrived in the mail, it started. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah, so I probably could have timed it better somehow. But um, yeah. But yeah, so that was the first time, and then uh, four years passed, three and a half years or so, and then MoviePass dropped its price to nine ninety five, down from fifty, which um, seemed insane at the time. Yes, <laughs> still seems insane for sure. Yeah, Did, had you messed with any kind of subscription service before this? Yeah, so I my MoviePass life started. Um, Last time I moved, uh, the place I used to live before I, where I live now, I was, it was just so inconvenient to get to a movie theater for me. Mm-hmm. I don't drive. Uh, so it was either take three buses or like bike and one bus. It was just a lot of difficult navigation that it was required. Sure. But when I moved, I'm now biking distance from like three different movie theaters and I can take one bus to get to like three more of them. Mm-hmm. So, and they all accept Movie Pass. 
So that, and like I, I was aware of MoviePass before, but it didn't make sense until I moved. And so that was back in the fall of 2016. And at the time, I was paying $40 a month for MoviePass. Okay. And I think the first full month I had it, I remember the first movie I ever saw with it was Sully with mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. But the first full month I had a movie pass, I went, I saw 26 movies with it. Wow. And I tracked it back then. I didn't, I don't, I haven't kept up with that because uh, ever since they dropped the price, I'm just like, well, every movie I'm saving money. So sure. it's not as big of a deal. But while it was still $40 or so, I was saving um, like 150 to $200 a month, even after you factored in bus fare. Mm-hmm. So it it was still incredibly lucrative for me um, going to so many movies. Sure. And then they dropped it to $10 last year. And I immediately signed up my girlfriend to give her a movie pass as well. So, um, so yeah. You, so it, you were a pass holder when they dropped the price? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I guess for almost a year at that point because it was last fall that they did that right so yeah just about a year and then when they had the like specials pay 85 dollars and get your next year for that much you Mm -hmm. know and that makes each month yeah like 750 or so like i jumped on that (laughs) i did that so i'm paid through november okay already and just crossing your fingers it'll last that long yeah pretty much (laughs) (laughs) i mean even if it if, if 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 it cut out tomorrow, like I still you know saved a ton of money going to the movies with it, right? So I won't be too disappointed. It's just I won't go to the movies as much anymore, and that'll be kind of disappointing. Sure, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now too. It's it's kind of like it's been fun for the last six seven months, however long it's been since they mm-hmm. dropped it. Um, and if it ended tomorrow, I would understand like i i didn't buy a year up front so it's not like i'm losing any months you know or anything right. like that but um i would understand why they would go under and it would be sad because i'd have to go back to thinking about how much it costs to go to the movies exactly <laughs> but you know there are worse things in life for sure <laughs> yeah i mean i i'd still get to see everything in some way shape or form all right it would just wouldn't be as big and as much of an experience you know right i can't you know i probably would spring for things like infinity war and like the big comic book movies or anything like that but i doubt i'm going out to the theater to see the post or ladybird anymore right yeah see Um, those those are the kind of movies that i would probably go see in the theater anyway um yeah the three that you mentioned yeah like the the upper tier of the indies and the big blockbusters it's those middle rung movies that okay. I did not pay for before like you know in in that list of 13 it's that movie the family i never would have mm-hmm. paid to see that if it wasn't <laughs> no. for movie pass i definitely wouldn't have seen lee daniels the butler were the millers closed circuit even blue jasmine i think that was probably the first woody allen film i had ever seen in a movie theater just because they're not movie theater movies like seeing them on a big screen it's not that much different than watching it at home Mm -hmm. um 
but I would have hoped I would have seen the spectacular now and the way way back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like actually paid to see those in a theater. Not that they're that much different in a movie theater, but those are the type that like I walked out and, and said, I'm glad I saw this in a theater where it was dark and there were no distractions because I loved it. Right. And it's nice to just feel like you can support those movies too. For sure. Yeah. Uh, that That's another thing, you know, you, you, you get to be able to like pay $10 and then spread like $10 to a dozen or so movies each month mm-hmm. that otherwise probably wouldn't have gotten anything from you. Right. And while you may not be happy about giving Geostorm your $10, but <laughs> if that means you can also give it to, you know, a half a dozen other movies that do deserve it, right. maybe it's okay. Maybe you can rationalize that sometimes. Sure. Uh, but yeah, yeah it is kind of, and there's mm. less of like a, um, uh like if i if i had paid to see where the millers which is a perfectly fine comedy but nothing special mm-hmm. when i walk out i would be less likely to go see another movie that felt in the same line right whereas now i walk out and think man i'm glad i didn't pay to see that but it doesn't <laughs> affect when the next one that seems like where the millers comes up (laughs) right exactly yeah (laughs) like i i'm glad i didn't pay to see that but uh it's not going to stop me from seeing the next one (laughs) (laughs) yeah right exactly it's on movie pass so yeah i'm sure movie pass loves to hear things like that (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, i i that's the i i don't I, i don't know I guess I understand, like, they dropped the price, huge influx of of subscribers, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. way more than they ever anticipated, given by how backlogged they end up being and how Mm -hmm. incapable they were of handling that transition. But now, I I think, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe this is just me thinking for them, but it seems like they're afraid to raise the price. Right. And I don't know why that is, because... Even if the average moviegoer goes to the movies twice a month, which may be more, or maybe maybe they don't, maybe that's too high, mm-hmm. like $15 a month, that's still, you save money twice going to the movies. Sure. Or it pays for you once, depending if you're in like a really high-priced ticket area. So, and like, you know, if they have 2 million, however many million subscribers, times five more dollars a month, you know, that's a big boost. So sure. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know why they're so, they seem to be very hesitant about that. Cause like they had that brief like week or so where it was like four movies for $10 a month and mm-hmm. they keep throwing out all these weird deals that don't seem to make much sense to me, but I'm, I'm not them. So I guess they have some reason for it. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. I have my theories for sure. Okay. Um, and a lot of it's rooted in how uh, internet companies are like funded by investors. Mm-hmm. So the, from what I understand, just from history and observing as an outsider for, from that industry um, over the last, well, in my lifetime, <laughs> is that um, <laughs> the way these things get funded is as long as you're growing, it doesn't really matter if you're burning through cash. Okay. So if you can show that like from one month to another, 
you're growing at the same rate, if not faster, than you were the month before, then investors are interested in throwing money at you because it means you're onto something and they're hoping that eventually you will figure out how to make money. Like they're banking right. on the idea that the Twitters and the Facebooks of the world that were just kind of like bleeding cash in the early days will figure out an ad model or whatever in the long term and that their early investment will pay off. That's the mm -hmm. risk, right? So I think yeah. MoviePass did that when they dropped to 10. They got bought by that big data company and the data company took in investor money. Well, um, uh, just to kind of cut in, I, I think... Sure. I read this. I don't know how much how fact based this is, but I heard that it was because of the data company's uh, involvement that they did lower that price. Because I think the article I read indicated that the company that bought them was what was the the head of that company or whoever it was that facilitated the deal between the two uh, was the biggest reason why the price dropped to that low. I think they weren't planning on dropping it that low. And he was like, you know what, just go for, you know, <laughs> go for broke, literally right. kind of a thing. Um, yeah, yeah. And then but, they saw in comparatively, as far as subscription services, uh, an incredible interest <laughs> that they weren't mm -hmm. ready for. I think they didn't yeah. quite realize, uh, how hungry people were for an alternative, that makes it easier that takes the risk out of going to the movies it actually doesn't make it easier it makes it harder <laughs> yes in but, a lot of cases but the risk reward is 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 good at that price level and it's insane actually at that price level mm -hmm. um yeah and so i i think the hesitation to change the pricing model would whatever they do that makes it less of a deal would probably slow the growth whether it would kill it or not is probably what i imagine or what i hope they're testing as they goof yeah. around with these you know models <laughs> mm -hmm. um like i imagine when they took the 995 away for three weeks a month or whatever and bundled it with iHeartRadio or whatever right i imagine the new subscription rate dropped like yes noticeably dropped and that's why the 995 came back <laughs> i would guess <laughs> it, it had to have had right. to have like i had family members who dragged their feet on signing up and then came to me and was like okay i'm ready and i i just told them well it's four bucks or it's four movies a month right now so either do it <laughs> and you know don't plan on seeing more than four or wait and maybe the 995 will come back and they all waited <laughs> okay good <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Ugh. um so i'm i'm pretty sure that happened a lot while they were running that test and they noticed it and so to an investor it's kind of like so if if you change the price and the growth stagnates then what am i investing in mm -hmm. you know like where's where does the potential end as long as you're signing up new people at the same rate or higher on a month-to-month -month basis then i see potential to go much bigger but if you change the model and everything slows down, then there's no potential other than right. a losing pricing model. So um, that's my theory as to why they're they're moving it around. And there's also been articles recently about just how much money they were bleeding. <laughs> yeah, I ju every I just keep seeing every other day like, oh, what such and such parent company's stock dropped to a new low of 50 cents today and it's like oh my goodness right I, you know like there's only so much further they can really feasibly reach i just 
Yeah. Yeah. You know? Definitely. And it's uh it's it's one of those things too now where the stock is low enough that if you have a couple thousand dollars lying around <laughs> and you actually had some level of confidence that MoviePass could pull this off, it is a great buy. <laughs> it, it really would be. Right. I, you know, like I'm, I don't see the, the solution. Right. I, I can't, as much as I've considered it and thought about it and how I would, what I would try to do to fix prob- the problem. Like I can't, I don't know what it would be. Right. So I'm really interested to see if they can even come up with anything or yeah. what, what they actually end up doing. Yeah. It's one of those things where they want to be the Netflix of movie theaters and right. they could be that. They are positioned to be that. <laughs> but uh, they could also be out of business in 90 days. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Definitely. That's, that's probably more likely than them eventually <laughs> being the Netflix of movie theaters. Mm-hmm. So, But if you were a betting man, it, maybe it's a decent bet at this it, low a price. Um, it might be. Yeah. You know, it. it certainly doesn't you know if at that at the price that they're at now you know it's not really you wouldn't be losing that much generally sort of thing and here's the thing like even as an outsider who doesn't really invest in many companies uh because i've used the app because i've had customer service problems because i'm in the loop with what's going on as far as all the drama behind movie pass (laughs) that's the reason why i wouldn't roll the dice like if all That's those fair. things were in line and they were being taken care of in like a professional way, then I would say like the problem is the equation, but I'm not sure right. that's true. <laughs> I agree. So I, and that's okay. So like I saw you mention a lot of this stuff on Twitter and you know, you've been frustrated with a lot of the movie pass things that have happened in the last couple of weeks or so. Sure. Uh, specifically regarding their customer service and, I'll be honest, you know, when it first started, meaning when I first noticed that you were kind of being upset by this whole thing, sure. my reaction was I didn't have that experience, um, especially, you know, I, definitely before the price dropped, like I never had a single customer service issue. Um, there was a theater near me that accepted MoviePass. It was on the app, but mm-hmm. the actual theater could not use the MoviePass card. They didn't take MasterCard. Huh. So every single time I went there, I paid out of pocket, I took a picture of the receipt, I emailed it to MoviePass, and they reimbursed me Wow! every single time. Uh, even so far as I noticed that they, uh, like a 13 cent discrepancy once in uh-huh. my bank statement, I told them about it, they fixed that. Like, they were wow. great. Then the price dropped, um, <laughs> which, which for a while, like, I, I kind of stopped going to that particular theater. It's a... It doesn't show new movies, so I didn't need to go there. Mm-hmm. And especially once they changed the policy so that you could see the same movie multiple times. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, going to see Black Panther two or three times, going to see this, that, the other thing. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until, like, I guess, like, April this year or so where I really began to have issues with their customer service. So... Mm-hmm. I did so I took down a couple of emails that I've exchanged with MoviePass mm-hmm. that did not really work out for me. <laughs> sure. Um so this is probably the most ridiculous one. Okay. I emailed them on January 6th 
asking for reimbursement on a ticket I paid for out of pocket and was not able to check in on the app for. I got a reply on May 1st. So four months later. Four months later. Four months later was the first response. And this is what they told me. Please make sure you have updated to the most recent MoviePass app. (laughs) On Android, this is 3.0.14. Most issues can be easily fixed by checking the App Store or Google Play Store for updates. (laughs) no refund that has nothing to do with why yeah literally has nothing to do with the problem i had (laughs) sure ridiculous um so and and so like that was kind of a frustration but the more the more recent one this happened earlier this month i went to see bad samaritan and i we got there on time for the movie my girlfriend, who uses MoviePass, checked into the MoviePass, but she she has an iPhone. I have Android. She checked in, had no issues, went in to see the movie. I was like, I'm having issues with the app. I'm like restarting my phone. The app won't let me get past the take a t- picture of your ticket stub blocking thingy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the pr- previous movie I, I saw, which I'd sent them the picture a dozen times, still kept asking me to do it. Finally, I was able to get past that in the app and got as far as checking in to see the movie as soon as i hit check in it instead of accepting the check-in took me to a feedback page Hmm. asking for feedback and i tried to use the card there was no money on the card because it didn't technically check me in so i was 20 minutes past like the movie start time finally just paid out of pocket because i didn't have time to fiddle with it any longer Mm mm-hmm so I emailed them afterwards, and I was like, "Look, this that this happened, this happened, this happened. Um, uh, you know, what do you what do you expect me to do? Can you reimburse me? This is my ticket stuff. This is my receipt." So their response um, was basically the same thing they sent me in the previous email, which was, "Moving forward, users must be on at least iPhone 5s or newer running iOS version 10.2 or newer. Android devices must be running a minimum of Android Lollipop 5.0. Windows phones, this that." Starting with the newest version of MoviePass, users will only be able to use their MoviePass login on one device. Nothing sure. personal to anything I had going on with my problem. Right. That said, I responded to that email and I was like, look, my Android is this level. My MoviePass app is this version. It's above all the versions you're citing are like the minimum. Right. What's going on? Why can't I get into this movie? <laughs> Never got back to me. Didn't refund that ticket. In a whole whatever right very irritating really frustrating sure and And you know four months later uh, yeah like (laughs) just why i just and so it's 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 ridiculous and i i don't you know like i again i can't be like super 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 upset because yeah i'm still saving tons of money with all the movies i'm able to see but if you're you're fu- like the function of your very existence isn't working there's a bigger problem going on than just for sure you're bleeding money yeah and let's say you hadn't figured it out and would you have stayed a member for those four months while they waited to answer your ticket with like a non-answer <laughs> no i don't know like that's that's so that's the thing because like i don't know how well, like closely you've read their terms but Anytime mm-hmm. you cancel, like you have to wait a period of time before you can re resubscribe, uh, or you can't resubscribe. They have all this really damning 
uh, dialogue in their terms as far as getting out of it. Yeah, I haven't read I haven't read this for myself, but I saw somebody on Reddit saying there was a nine month cooldown period if you cancel your yes. account. Yeah, uh, which also fluctuates with every terms update they have as well. Right. Yeah, the last time I tried to contact um, Movie Pass was. Uh, and this was through their ticket center after I had already tried on Twitter and, mm-hmm. and didn't get a response. So I sent them a ticket <laughs> on April 23rd and I sent them the dream ticket. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like this, like this isn't like your grandma sending a ticket saying my phone's not working. This was like, right. I'll read some, I'll read a selection. <laughs> Yesterday, okay. my MoviePass app was crashing while at the theater, so I started trying restarting my phone, deleting the app, temp files slash cache, uninstalling, then reinstalling the app. Problem. After uninstalling, I couldn't get the MoviePass app to show up in Google Play Store at all, so I went to the store on a desktop, and the app entry says the MoviePass app is not compatible with my device. I'm running Android 6.0. 0.1 see attached screenshots where I like gave them everything that was in the info screen on my Android. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's it. Like I basically laid out everything I tried and gave them all the information. Right. Their, their response seven days later <laughs> on May 1st is exactly word for word what they sent you. Yeah. Basically like, thank <sighs> you for contacting us. You should get the most recent movie pass app. On Android, this is 3.014, and on iOS, it's Mm. 3.015. Most issues can easily be fixed by checking the App Store or Google Play Store for (laughs) updates. It's like they didn't even read my ticket. I I bet they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's insanity. So for people like you and I, right, who are kind of invested in keeping the movie pass, like we will put up with a certain level because we know how much money we're saving with it true um, they can get away with this like we're not gonna quit because the value we're great. in for the long haul <laughs> right like the headache is worth the um the benefits yes but to normal people they're who might see three or four a month they might get frustrated enough that they're out they don't really care that they're saving a couple they weren't going to movies more than once a month anyway you know what right. I mean? Like the only reason yeah. they're going more is because they have a movie pass. So <laughs> to them, they're not saving money. And if this becomes a big enough hassle, then they'd rather just walk up to the box office, the one movie a month they were seeing. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's that kind of stuff that makes me uh, infuriated. <laughs> yeah. And also if I was looking to invest in them, like let, let's say I was an angel fund investor and i heard these Mm -hmm. kinds of stories i would question my investment right and that really has nothing to do with the numbers it Mm -hmm. just has to do with the management right (laughs) so um yeah i mean the numbers are like a whole nother uh (laughs) conundrum as to how those will ever work uh but i'm also not a you know accountant or a market forecaster so i don't I, i'm assuming an investor knows the calculated <laughs> risk they're taking but uh, mm-hmm. on Hopefully. top of the numbers the the risk is also that mitch Lowe, the ceo doesn't realize just how bad he's damaging the name 
mm-hmm. with shenanigans. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. Right. So this issue that I had in April is mm-hmm. probably the rage that you saw reflected on Twitter. <laughs> okay. Uh, because to this day, I cannot get the MoviePass app through the Google Play Store. Really? It tells me my device is um, not it that my that I do not have a compatible device for the MoviePass app. So I, it doesn't even give me a download button. Weird. Yeah. I, uh, it is weird. Okay. It is a so, Galaxy Note 4. So yes. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, generations behind. I will admit it's an older phone. It is the only app on my phone that does this to me. Yeah. Um, there is no other. I have probably 150 apps on my phone. It is the only one that does not show up and says it's incompatible with my device. Um, and uh, and I worked around it, um, <laughs> which basically means I have to go on like a website that's not Google and download the APK file, which... Um, may or may not contain something that I don't want it to contain. Right. The website that I'm using right now, I trust because I've been using it for, you know, what is it? May 20 something right now. So it's Mm -hmm. been over a month, close to a month of downloading the APK on a third party site. Um, (sighs) but I shouldn't have to do that. (laughs) That's, that's so much additional work for something that's supposed to be very simple and straightforward. Right, and I'm invested in it, and so I will do the additional work. But if you're Joe, somebody who doesn't care that much, you're not taking those extra steps. And now I can't get the app, and I'm not going to do the research and figure out the workaround. And so, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, Oh my goodness! Yeah. So lately, although I haven't done it for a little while, whenever they would tweet. I would just immediately tweet back, fix your app. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And part of this was because um, I replied to that ticket that like you, they replied and they gave me no new information and they probably didn't even read my ticket. And could you please actually look at this because all the information's there and I haven't heard back from them. And Mm -hmm. that was on May 1st. So I figured, what if I just tweeted at them every time they tweeted, fix your app, and I tried to be the first response, how long would it take for them to reach out to me? Right. Right. Like, if somebody was relentlessly doing this, (laughs) how long would it it take for them to reach out to me to say, can we help you with something? What does fix your app mean? What's the problem here? How do we get you to not be the first response on every tweet? (laughs) So I figured one of two things would happen. One, they would reach out, or two, they would block me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. those are realistic outcomes, I would say. And um, for quite a while, neither happened. Okay. <laughs> and they just let me do this, uh, which kind of turned it into a game, I would say. Right. Trying to be the <laughs> first response. Like, I, I bell notified on my phone so that Mm -hmm. when they tweeted it notified me on the phone and i would say a good nine out of ten tweets i was the first response um oh wow and they and they never blocked me and um some tweets uh my response would get more likes than their 
main tweet. <laughs> because Fixture nice. app worked so well for just about anything anybody had a problem with. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I, I think probably people who have my issue are in the minority, but people have problems with the app in many different ways. So, um, so I did this for quite a while, and then they eventually replied to me on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I started doing it on Instagram as well. And oh, whoever's boy. running their Instagram is not their Twitter person, evidently, because it only took like twice on Instagram. And then they immediately <laughs> replied. And so I replied with the same thing as my ticket. Mm-hmm. And then they never replied back. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and at that point, I got kind of bored with the game. And so the last two weeks I've been traveling and I just haven't paid attention to it. Um, right. But I'll be home soon. I might pick it back up. It's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just poking the multi-million dollar company. <laughs> Who obviously doesn't care. Right. They, they, could, they could eliminate me from even responding. And they, they don't even bother doing that. If you go no. to uh, any movie pass tweet, it doesn't matter what they're tweeting about, and start reading the replies, you will be lucky if you find a single one that's not negative. It's it's, um, it's that's amazing. true, yeah, yeah. It that's is definitely a true. Constant flow of people, some the same every tweet, and many that are just random, that are very upset about various things. <laughs> and for one reason or another, they're not getting the help that they need. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I, I, I don't know, I. You know, I'm sure there's some level of it where even after the price drop, like they were, you know, the the whole thing was how backlog they were and how they weren't prepared and they didn't have enough people. And I'm sure to some degree there might still be an element of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, If they are gaining subscribers and users at the rate that they claim to have been and that, you know, it's been confirmed that they are, uh, they probably cannot hire personnel fast enough to handle whatever it is that they need personnel to handle right that said like these issues most of their the issues Mm -hmm. seem to be very simple and and like everybody's experiencing them so it's not singular cases generally speaking right it just it makes no sense for sure you know it doesn't it doesn't i don't know no Definitely. I <laughs> yeah. totally agree. Um, they also do weird things with the app that it like when they first dropped the price, they or at least Mitch Lowe, the CEO, when he would do interviews, they would ask him like how he could do this. And he would talk about how they're going to collect data and, you know, the mm-hmm. data is more valuable than the cost of these tickets. And um, that might actually be true in the long run. Like I, know, I agree with that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, agree. I know for Facebook, they Facebook does really healthy business in advertising, but the mm-hmm. scary little secret that is not as secret today as it was like a month ago is that selling, <laughs> collecting, and selling your data to other companies to market to you even outside of Facebook is bigger if is as big if not bigger a moneymaker than the ads that you see on Facebook. 
Right. And so it's possible that if they were really good at collecting data on moviegoers who are interested in seeing movies, what type of movies, how old they are, when they go, when they're most likely to go, when the opportune moment to send them that marketing email to get them off their butt into the theater, that is mm-hmm. valuable information for theater, for for the movie industry, for sure. <laughs> the problem, though, I think with that at that uh, expectation mm-hmm. is I feel like a lot of MoviePass users are, don't fit the criteria for the type of person who needs or, yeah, needs marketing to. You know, if it's someone like, and I get, I get that, like, I'm not the norm for a moviegoer, but right. for someone like me, I'm going to see it at all. Like, you're not going to need to advertise any of the movies to me. I'll find them. I'll see them on my own. It's it's completely, you know, I don't have any quote-unquote demographic of movie that I see. Right. And I don't know, I, I just, I don't think that there are enough people who specifically go to the movies to see one thing and MoviePass hasn't, like, expanded what types of movies they see that this would be super effective for. Because if you're, like, only go to see horror movies, there's 20 horror movies a year, 25 horror movies a year. You know, what What? What are they going to market you to, toward mm-hmm. uh, that you're not already interested in or going to see anyway? So right. I do think that there's a lot of value in that data. And I think, the, I think I, I honestly, what where the most value for, to me could be is when you go to see a movie a second time. Mm-hmm. You know, with who knows how many times people went and saw Black Panther with Movie Pass over and over and over again. Right. Uh, you know, I saw it three times with Movie Pass. My girlfriend saw it twice with Movie Pass. I think I saw it that three seems, times. Yeah, like that yeah. seems far more important to me than like, oh, this guy who only sees horror movies also went and saw Show Dogs mm-hmm. or something. You know, like obviously this guy had no interest in Show Dogs and a kid probably dragged him to it kind of thing. Right. But now that we can't see a movie second, third, fourth time, they can't tell when we're going to see it. Presumably, you know, they don't know when we're paying out of pocket to see us see a movie that we've already seen with Movie Pass. Sure, but I think as far you, as I'm aware, I think you answered the question though. Like just in the previous statement, is that like you and I are definitely a fringe case? I would say, like anybody who's going to see more than. there's probably several brackets right there's the people that are gonna see more than 10 movies in a month which is a commitment like you're talking three nights a week you're getting out of the house Mm -hmm. and you're driving to a theater and you're watching a movie i think your average person who used to go four or five times a year to the tentpole movies like they're never gonna get up to that level right no way no. And then there's another bracket of people that are like between the five and tens who are people that mm. like would go every weekend on average as long as there was something good to see. And so they were seeing three or four and now they're going to see between five and ten with movie pass. Sh- and then you have the right. other people who are being sold by people like me who are, who are <laughs> saying you're not going to see one movie a month like one movie and it's paid for. <laughs> yeah. So if you see one movie, if you can drag yourself to see one movie a month, it's going to pay for it and just don't <laughs> go out to dinner one night. You know what I mean? And you're, you're paying for it. Uh, right. Basically. Exactly. Um, 
And so those people have signed up like those people like my parents who both have a movie pass now and they would see, you know, six or seven movies a, a year in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're going like once or twice a month. Those people's data, that's what's valuable, right? Because they're the ones that can be marketed to that don't necessarily have their finger on the pulse and it would be interesting to see of those two, two and a half million subscribers that they're constantly bragging about, what percentage <laughs> are that percentile that we exist in and what percentage are like my parents and my sister, the ones that they'll go see one or two a month, but they're, and maybe in a summer month more, but they're not mm-hmm. spending hours at the theater every week type right. of thing. Um, because that's, those that's are fair. the people that the, that the, that that data is valuable for like i agree that the valuable the, the data for you and i is almost moot because right. we see everything it's really moot for me because i won't even click play on a trailer so they don't know they don't have any clue what i'm interested in <laughs> same same here same right. here yeah um so it's... but i think we're probably uh like as much as it feels like if you if you inhabit like movie pass club on reddit or you're in <laughs> in among like film Twitter or you listen to podcasts, it feels like everybody is us, but I'm Sometimes, pretty sure we yeah. are, we are a fringe group in the, in the bigger equation. Um, I, I would be interested. I, I guess they probably can't ever really release that data because I think then it kind of just gives away how much money they're really losing right. on a monthly basis. Yeah. But I, I would be so fascinated if you could like take them, do the math and say, if you got rid of, if everyone except the people that go 10, 15 times a month mm-hmm. didn't go once but right. still paid, would they be breaking even? I sure. bet they wouldn't. Yeah. I agree that I, they I, wouldn't, and it's because I don't think they're doing data collection like they w- are claiming they would have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have no hope. <laughs> I have no confidence that what they said they were going to do to make money has actually happened when they can't even answer customer service tickets. <laughs> right, right. And the, and I can't get the app on my phone for them to collect data on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. Uh, but but like in a perfect world, let's say this uh, this change went smoothly and everybody, all those things, or let's say it didn't go smoothly and they took the last six months to actually wrinkle it out instead of it getting progressively worse. Um, mm-hmm. then, uh, then maybe I, I, I agree that they're probably not breaking even, but they might at least be on a path to breaking even or like, sure, sure. or like be on a path to proving that were they to collect data even more aggressively or were they to, uh, maybe they've already signed up that higher bracket of user. And so what they're, who's signing up now are those are the family members of those people that will only go once or twice a month. Um, mm-hmm. Like seeing that membership growth much higher than uh, what the initial months brought in. I could see it. I, I, I can see it as a possibility, um, especially if they can, like the opportunity feels like it's there. Like having two and a half million people who could potentially go see a movie uh, without much risk to themselves is like yeah. a lot of power, a lot of potential. Um, 
if they could double that, it's even more. And so like even these, even the AMCs of the world who want to hold out, the bigger mm-hmm. they get that number, the more leverage they have. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, it's more just a, a waiting game to see if they completely run out of money. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's just kind of like a staring contest with AMC right now because, you know, I keep, you know, every time I see an article about MoviePass and AMC, first I roll my eyes, but then I I have to like somewhere usually in that article they mention like, oh, this other movie theater chain that's not as big as AMC, but is big enough, you know, mm-hmm. has already agreed to, you know, cut MoviePass a deal as far as how much they pay for tickets or how much they get in return for like all the concessions that their users buy and this, that, and the right. other. And I, I, I guess I, 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 that makes sense. Like that they're going for, at it from that angle. Like, hey, look, you know, we pay for all these movie tickets. Give mm-hmm. it, to, give them to us for half price instead of full price or whatever. Right. But I, I don't know. I think that seems like the the third or fourth like deal that they need to do after you know the data stuff that they have to that seems far more prescient and more immediate to take care of. Because sure. like, I feel like, you know, starting up a business like that, you have to know that the biggest movie theaters don't want to part with money in that, at that level whatsoever yeah. going into it. Yeah. It's a model that for a hundred years has existed. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and I think nothing's been able to challenge it for the most part. And so pretty much the only way anybody's going to challenge it is the way MoviePass is doing it, kind of sliding in the back door until it's too mm-hmm. late for them to resist it. Right. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of resistance for sure. What the strange thing is, AMC is very publicly against this, right? Yes. Uh, whereas Regal doesn't necessarily make comments positive towards it, but they also aren't saying never will we ever at the same <laughs> right. time. Yeah. But if Regal wanted to, tomorrow <sighs> we could pre-buy, t- we could e-ticket on their app, right? Yeah. And that's not happening. And so there is some resistance, even if it's not very public as far as Regal goes, because that would have been done if Regal was all in on MoviePass. I don't oh, think yeah. they are. They're just not quite as confrontational. <laughs> it, it just, and it feels like that would be such a good move. You would get in the door before AMC, if AMC ever goes in. Right. And you could really get a stranglehold on things like that because, you know, I've seen articles from MoviePass saying things like, you know, if we cut off a specific theater, our users will go to one that will take our card. And right. I think that's true. Yeah. And, you know, if Regal does that, and like you get that added benefit of being able to e-ticket with Regal, that's a huge benefit because yeah. that's one of the biggest drawbacks that MoviePass has. Yeah, and Regal right now is already at least amongst like the hardcores online. Regal has a better reputation. Like pe- mm. I know people that won't go to mo- won't go to AMC because they can't get the stub points, the um, rewards points. Whereas right. with Regal, they've essentially said like, "Hey, a ticket is a ticket." <laughs> yeah which it is I, so right. I, you know like i go to amc that's the big theater near me and as long as i'm using the automated like screens to buy my right. tickets yeah. i can use the stubs whatever the only time 
since they like really came out with the policy of no stubs points mm-hmm. that I've tried to use a human person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that person was like, yeah, we can't do this. And I was like, okay, right. Thanks. Yeah. But that's all it took for me too was one rejection at the box office. <sighs> and it, then, um, and then when I, after the movie, I walked up to the guest counter and said, I forgot <laughs> to get my stubs on this ticket. And then they, oh, gave it my worked? Stubs. they didn't, even, <laughs> well, they didn't ask me how I paid for it. I'm sure if right, I had right. said movie pass, they wouldn't have given it to me, but they didn't, they didn't ask. So, um, yeah, but my, I'm the same way that, um, you know, just use the kiosk. It works fine, but I've been sent emails. Um, and I say emails because I, I think I have two stubs accounts out there for some reason, maybe over the years oh. I signed up for another one. <laughs> uh, but I, I got an email at one point that was basically saying that, um, that subscription cards they didn't mention movie pass specifically right. was not the same as a normal ticket and that if you use your stubs card with it you're subject to having your stubs account canceled <laughs> right now, i don't know if me using it flagged that but i basically ignored it and it was months ago like probably pre-2018 <laughs> and they mm-hmm. have not stopped me at all now I'm, I'm a paid premiere member so if they canceled me i'd be upset oh yeah same um, but uh but yeah supposedly AMC actually has a policy that any subscription service cuz MoviePass isn't the only one out there right now. No. Like have you tried the Cinema subscription I, service? I've briefly looked at a couple of the other ones when they have when their name pops up in mm-hmm. in certain th- situations, but none of them are close to being as worthwhile as MoviePass is. Right. So you know, I'm. I guess like I have that if Movie Pass does go under, but until then, sure, you know, it's not something I'm, you know, gonna change for. Yeah, I think Cinema has last I remember off the top of my head, it was like fourteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. and you see three movies a month, which is still a deal. Yeah. Um, and one of them can be IMAX, which is nice, and all of them you can buy tickets early. Those are great things. Yeah. Uh, you know, you definitely have the that that's kind of the the only way like movie pass alternatives have to like attack that market is right. buying ahead of time, premium formats, right. Things like that. For sure. Um yeah, so if movie pass goes under, I will probably transition to that as long as they're still open for business. Um, because that's still better than paying full price (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I would have to do something because it's just like i just can't i because like when i before i was um before i went did movie pass like my when i when i lived in my previous apartment Mm -hmm. i had a roommate who had a car who would also go to the movies fairly frequently and like we would go thursday night premiere force awakens deadpool things like that sure and so like i would go to the movies once maybe twice a month depending on how frequent stuff was coming out but at the time like every holiday birthday christmas whatever everybody like what do you want and i'm like fandango gift card Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like that was pretty much all i got and so most of the time that's all i needed to go to the movies and i was very rarely like paying cash out of pocket or anything like that and so now you know, on on the verge of really losing the freedom I have with Movie Pass, like my my girlfriend and I kind of made the decision about a month ago that 
in the off chance that, well, I guess not really off chance, but in the likelihood that <laughs> MoviePass goes under and I can no longer really afford to go to the movies three, four times a week, mm-hmm. um, we've stopped using my stubs points for concessions. Oh, sure. You know, full, Just to full stop. Right. Yeah. So, like, now I'm starting to bank all these stubs points in the preparation that like movie pass goes under <laughs> sure. i'll have month maybe two months to really continue to go see movies at the same rate for no cost right you're like a and, you're like a chipmunk storing up yeah. the nuts for the winter <laughs> exactly exactly and that's funny uh, you know which which at the same time like i'm upset by because that means i'm prioritizing going to the amc over the smaller theaters i wish i was helping so right. like boost their bottom line but uh, you want those points i have to have those points sure (laughs) yeah definitely there's a there's a theater near me it's not necessarily a small theater i think they have five or six theaters in florida which is small Mm. compared to the amcs and the regals of the world and uh, and there are times when like their show times are more convenient they have like all you know, luxury layback seats. It's never oh, yeah. busy. You know, it's a great theater, great little theater. Um, but their point um, membership costs like a $15 buy-in the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. you get like a free large popcorn and a free large drink on that first buy-in. And sure. so I just keep putting it off i keep putting off going there because i don't have the rewards program and i keep putting off when i go there buying the rewards program because i want to save it for when other people are with me because i don't need a large popcorn a large drink and you have to use it on that first oh man <laughs> purchase. yeah and so i end up completely avoiding that theater when oh. i'd probably prefer to go there over some other theaters that i end up at um, right so yeah, some sometimes those programs that cost money, like I know AMC will start you on getting uh points, but it's really a it's not much of a reward program unless you buy into their premiere. Yes. Um once you buy into the premiere though, if you go often, they rack up. Oh yeah. It's it's real quick. For sure. Here's a question. If mm-hmm. MoviePass drop or changes the program on you. Uh, on top of how much they've changed it already. Yeah, if they right. dropped the monthly membership to four movies a month, are you going to stay? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I, so the thing, and like, I guess like they can, they've shown that they really don't care what they've said in the past and they're willing to change things at any point. Right. But like I have seen in the, in, you know, when they made a special like announcement when they, adjusted to the four movies a month iHeartRadio deal mm-hmm. that um they just to just to reassure current subscribers that like if you were subscribed already like this isn't going to affect you that kind of thing right. so my hope is that as long as the company itself is not under whatever changes they make to the policy won't affect me until november because i have paid ahead a year Right. I don't know that that's the case. Might might not be true if that does happen in the next month, two months, three months. But fingers crossed. However, if it does drop to four movies a month and that it does affect me before that period is up, or you know, mm-hmm. that's what happens at the per- end of that period, I definitely am going to explore other options mm-hmm. um, and see if that is the best deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's 
very well might not be by that point. Sure. Um, but the other thing is, you know, the other services might not be compatible with every single theater in the vicinity, whereas MoviePass is, which is right. another big problem because, you know, when I started this, like there were a couple of theaters that I go to now that MoviePass didn't work for mm-hmm. and has since been acquired by. And so, you know, I re- so, you know, other services probably have an even larger barrier to entry to get into all the theaters nearby. Mm-hmm. And that is in and of itself its own can of worms. So right. it's not I wouldn't like immediately drop them if that was what happened. But I'm definitely going to be like, all right, what are my other options? How can I stop paying money to this really defunct company that <laughs> refuses to respect its users? It's got to be a better way to do it. Yeah, sort of and you thing. probably definitely wouldn't go another year, right? I, yeah, I would not buy down, go down on another year. Right. <laughs> Full stop. No way. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. I would not be excited about it, but I would probably stay because four movies at nine ninety five. As long as I can go any time of the day. It's still like mm-hmm. one movie and you've paid for it. And oh, so yeah. It's still a deal. It's not the insane deal it once was, but it's still mm-hmm. a deal. Sure. Uh, it's a deal if this was like a Groupon, like nine ninety five, <laughs> and AMC was going to give me four movie tickets, I would take it. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, That's a great sure. Groupon. And so if you compare it that way, as much as you might be mad at the company for changing the deal on you, if you just put all that aside, it's still a deal. It, it's still a It's still a deal. <laughs> right. But I'd probably do that and add something like the Cinemia subscription. Sure. That way you'd have your four movies a month for MoviePass that could be movies you're really interested (laughs) in or it could be just the, you know, garbage ones that you're killing time that may or may not be up your alley. And then you have these other three where you can buy advanced tickets, you can go see the (laughs) IMAX. Those are the movies that you plan your Infinity War opening night watches on type of thing definitely and you're looking at like roughly 25 bucks a month which is probably still less than (laughs) i was paying before i held two subscription services to see movies in theaters (laughs) exactly that's true so which um yeah yeah for me like i would hope and like this has only happened once since mm -hmm. i got my girlfriend her card sure but like i've taken like there's she doesn't go to see everything with me. She sure. probably goes once a week on average. Right. Um, but I can take her card and go see the two movies a day. Oh, interesting. If I like they they did change like they do have that thing now where it's like you can only log in to your movie pass from one device. Before that though, I would just log out of myself on my phone, log into her uh account right and check in to see a different movie the like right after the movie i just saw sure and so like you know again four movies a month if i look ahead and there's only two that she wants to see then i get six yeah sure (laughs) you know yeah which is nice and and definitely helps and so like if that you know you know if your parents have it and they get four movies a month but they only see one there's three for you you know kind of a situation Right. Well, as long as they're not watching which app you've logged into, which right, I, right, which I, would right. I understand they're doing now. Sure, but you know, yeah, in a perfect world for right. a user. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I wish they would eliminate that. Um, did you read that um, recently? 
Mitch Lowe, the CEO of MoviePass, announced that changes they've made to the terms and terms and agreement, whatever that's called, uh, uh, terms and conditions, have eliminated thirty percent of their cash burn. How? What? what well, you- one, they've made it so that you can't log in and then log out. You know what I mean? It's one device per account. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anybody who was trying to do like what you were doing, or people who were doing it on a much higher level and reselling the tickets, which I think is right. a very, very small percentage. <laughs> I agree. Of that thirty percent, it stops them from doing that. Like they'd have to yes. have twenty burner phones because they'd have to have the app on all these different phones to keep doing mm-hmm. it. So nobody's gonna do that just to have no. a little movie business, a side business where you're selling <laughs> tickets. I do believe that happened and continued to happen, but I don't believe it's as, it's worth 30% of their cash burn. What was worth 30% of their cash burn is eliminating the C movies more than once. Oh, yeah. That's a huge, huge game changer for yeah. them. So in, in interviews when he was talking about this 30%, he would never mention the fact that the majority of that 30% was the fact that they changed the deal on people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's no way it was because of the like the fraud reason. It no. has to be people who... Like, I saw screenshots of people <laughs> when they first did that who were, like, posting screenshots to Twitter of their history where it was, like, <laughs> the entire screen was Black Panther. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe that completely. Right. <laughs> And it's no no small like surprise that it changed right before Infinity War came out. Oh yeah, definitely. That that's totally forethought there. For sure. Well, they did it on the Friday that Infinity War came out, which is yeah insane. the worst possible time. <laughs> Just yeah. completely ruins everyone's day. Definitely. There there is a couple things though that if they were to ever drop the price to 995 there are a couple things they could add to the service that i don't think would cost them that much money that mm-hmm. might make me I'd, i'll never be happy to drop to four movies but if they did this and also gave us new benefits i'd be all right with it like i'd well, be there's... like okay you're you're trying to make up for it because I, I think there are so many like little things that they could do that they don't do now that right. don't really add any cost to them as far as i can see like allowing you to buy tickets in advance right um you know this you know allowing you to uh do whatever you know whatever i don't i don't know all those sorts of things yeah if they kept the current restrictions right and they allowed Mm -hmm. purchase of advance tickets on any website or at least any approved website so you could go to amc.com it's a it's a mastercard so it should work on amc.com Right. Uh, allow you to purchase advanced tickets through amc.com or regal.com or fandango.com or anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let you buy yeah. advanced tickets. You know, you're only going to get four a month, but let you do that. Uh, allow premium and 3D showings. If you want to just make it one, fine. But I bet if you made it any of them, it wouldn't be that much of a difference. <laughs> yeah. It's not like people are going to try to hit four IMAX movies in a month. They might hit whatever the tentpole movie of that month is in IMAX. And normal movies, they go when it's convenient, not when it's in IMAX. Sure. And then the third thing they could add that would make four movies a month acceptable to me is just roll over unused showings from month to month. 
So right. if there's a particular slow month and I only see two, then next month give me six. And just sure. keep rolling those over, kind of like some cell phone carriers do. And then if yeah. I ever cancel my subscription, I lose all those you know, unused screenings. It's also right. a method to like keep people subscribed. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so if they added those three things, it would take the sting out of four movies a month out for me. Yeah, I agree. I would appreciate all that. That would be big help to me. Right. I'm curious. So I, I, I didn't start doing this until relatively recently, I guess, like earlier this year, really. Mm-hmm. I would, when I go to, the only theater near me that has uh, reserved seating is the AMC. And it's not in every theater. Like, it's only in their biggest theaters. And some of the theaters, it's only a couple of seats in the biggest theater. Right. And it's, I think, depending on the time of day you go, it's $2 more on your ticket. Oh, interesting. So, uh, I never bothered to, like, pay for reserve seating. Mm -hmm. um, Because I had movie pass. I wasn't going, you know, I wasn't buying tickets in advance. It didn't matter to me where I sat. Mm Mm-hmm. Most of the time I was going to movies on a weekday when nobody was there or early in the morning when, or late at night, nobody was there. So I would never had a trouble finding seats, anything like that. But on a whim, a couple of months ago, my girlfriend and I just bought reserve seat tickets with our movie pass mm-hmm. for $2 more. It's like 12 bucks total. And I mean, it's fine. No, right. no issue. It's, you know, as far as I'm aware, reading the rules and understanding them. It's not a breach of what they outline you're able to do. It's not a premium format. It's not, you know, you're not paying ahead. You're just buying a comfier seat for two more dollars. Right. And for my first reaction was, well, I don't want to do this all the time because, like, I want MoviePass to stay in business. <laughs> and this is spending more money than I need to to see the movie I'm going to see. Sure. But then as soon as, like, all this awfulness happened i was like you know what every time i go if i can reserve seating right because they've deserved they deserve this (laughs) and i don't feel bad about it anymore plus i'm getting like 200 extra points every ticket for stubs for the extra two two uh two dollars yeah 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 or even like which is another inch like on tuesdays when it's like discount tickets Mm. um I remember like back before the 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 price drop when I could go to a human person and they would let me use the stubs card they'd be like uh how how um something something like oh do you want to use like discount or whatever and I'm like no don't apply the discount like let me pay for it full price mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, I want yeah. it all give me all the points please yeah, I once accidentally loaded, like, you know how the AMC app loads, like, $5 in points mm-hmm. at a time? I accidentally loaded $5 before I went to the ticket window. This was before they, you know, stopped taking yeah. stubs at the ticket window. And so they took $5 off my ticket and then handed me the ticket back. And then I was like, no, 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 charge the whole thing on MoviePass. And then they were like, okay, well, we'll have to put it back on the card. And I was like, you're oh. not going to be able to put it back on the card. Yeah. I was like, just forget yeah. it. I'm, you know, <laughs> don't worry about yep. it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you have to play some weird games with that just to make sure that like they don't accidentally charge you or take from mm-hmm. your rewards. It's weird. Right. There, there is a, a local theater that I go to all the time. Um, 
that called Epic. There's only five or six of them in Central Florida, mm-hmm. and um, and their their reward system is insane. Like, if you see six movies there, you're you're in a free ticket. Um, wow! You see like four more, and you've got a large popcorn. Four more after that, you're in a uh, large soda. So. After a few months of like going there as much as I possibly could, because there's no Regal really close, and you know I have issues with AMC, mm-hmm. and so I would just go there constantly. And at some point, I had three free movie tickets and two large popcorns and two large sodas on my account, and it just felt oh, wow. weird to walk up with Movie Pass and just be like, add it to the account, and then <laughs> they would res- <laughs> every time I bought a ticket, they would recite back what I had in my rewards account. <laughs> And I would just be like, "Yep, I don't don't want to use any of that. Just charge it to the yep. movie pass." <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, and then one night, I took uh, my son and my nephews out to a movie and didn't pay a dime. <laughs> right, that's the best. That's <laughs> right. so nice. For sure, it was great. Um, yeah, I think um, when I was racking up points uh, before when when my girlfriend and I started dating, mm-hmm. I think I'd had movie pass for eight maybe nine months before the price dropped the price had not dropped yet the whole time right when we we started dating i was like you will never have to pay for a movie ticket i will pay for all of them (laughs) and when we started dating i had 90 dollars in amc stubs credit oh wow to cash in on because i when i go by myself i don't buy any concessions i don't buy a drink sure and i was like look you buy i told my girlfriend you can buy all the concessions you want I will always buy the ticket. Right. And that lasted two months, maybe. <laughs> um, sure. And then and then maybe there was like a month, month and a half period where like I was actually paying money for her ticket. And then I got her movie pass and like, that's hmm. it. Nice. Been smooth sailing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, one more drama story with MoviePass. Okay. So uh, ar- uh, around the same time that I was constantly tweeting them, um, mm-hmm. I got an email from them out of the blue. Let me pull it up just so I can um, <laughs> so I can be accurate, I guess. Right. Uh, it was out of the blue. And, you know, I'm kind of still waiting for like a response on tickets or on Instagram or Twitter, anywhere that I was trying to contact them and they weren't responding. And then I get uh, an email from them that says warning movie pass account status, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is like a scary headline I would say, or, you know, email title. And, uh, and the email reads like this. It's pretty short. Hi, James. You're receiving this email because you are part of our ticket verification program. At least one of your ticket stubs you have submitted has failed our approval process. And then in bold, this (laughs) is your only warning. Submitting incorrect ticket stubs will result in a termination of your MoviePass account. This policy has been implemented to ensure all members are abiding by our terms of terms of use when submitting your tickets please make sure your ticket stubs are clearly visible please watch the video below blah 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 <laughs> i have the exact same email okay but yeah so yes. it's not exactly a, a, a you know a cease and desist or like a lawyer or a lawsuit but at the same mm. time it's like i like my movie pass i don't want to lose it <laughs> right and i do play by the rules <laughs> yes and so yes. it's kind of like 
okay, so I took a blurry ticket photo and I get one warning. <laughs> and mm. all of this in the middle of you guys not answering my help tickets. <laughs> right. You know I mean, it was just like, this is insane that mm. you, you have sent me. I'm sure it's some algorithm that they didn't right, right, pick right. out me specifically, but that I was already pissed off at you. And now you're sending me warnings when I can't <laughs> even get a, like a return email on my help ticket. Um, and it's a miracle that like the app is even on my phone. It's cause I figured it sure. out on my own. And then, um, so I stewed on that for about 24 hours and that's all I had to stew on it because yep. I yep. got the follow up. Did you get the same email? I did. I think. <laughs> yeah. Basically saying, we may or may not have screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to tell you if we screwed up unless we didn't. Or, no, wait, unless we did. How, right. I forget what it was, but it was basically like, if you hear from us again, then you actually took a bad ticket. But if you, right. if we, if you yes. don't hear from us again, then you don't really have the warning. Mm-hmm. Which is like the most convoluted way yeah. to... Like, ju- if I don't have the warning, tell me. If I do have the warning, right, tell me. Right, Yes, exactly. Because by not telling me if I don't, then I'm up in the air thinking maybe something went to spam. Maybe I never got the email. Maybe I still have the warning. Like, yeah. And whatever system they have that detected that obviously screwed up and send out a, sent out a bunch more. So in that 24-hour period, I was literally sending photos of my ticket stubs my prior (laughs) ticket stub photos to friends and saying can you read this because i can read this (laughs) oh my goodness like yeah what what human would look at this and say i can't read this because this looks pretty clear to me i was Mm -hmm. like obsessing over my photos of ticket stubs uh yeah i same same yeah i was like how clear does this thing really have to be because this is pretty clear um, right yeah and right. and i was looking at it you know my profession is marketing um mm-hmm. and so i i'm not really a writer but i've read my fair share of like press releases i've read my fair share of like customer service emails and uh like i've worked for a company that had a database of like a car dealer that had a database of almost a hundred thousand email um, people in their email list. And so whenever they sent out a marketing email, it was not going to nobody. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was going mm-hmm. to a lot of people. And so sure. when we would screw up in those emails, we would have to write follow-up emails that would maybe like, you know, reverse the wheels on some deal that was great, but wasn't true. You know what I mean? Like wasn't actual or actually real. And so right. I do have experience with um, certainly reviewing and helping put together a customer service email where you you never lay blame on mm-hmm. yourself or the customer. And right. this warning email is insanity. <laughs> all the blame is on you. Yeah, all the, the blame is on you. <laughs> and that might be true. Like, it's entirely possible that someone out there is taking shitty photos of their tickets. Sure. And it's a problem. And they're trying to get you to not do that anymore. I get that. But you, mm-hmm. like just a few key phrases, you could just change the language on them a little bit and it would be, you would get the same thing across without feeling like you're being lectured by daddy who's going to take the keys <laughs> to the car away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Very well, very well <laughs> compared. Yeah. It's crazy. 
it's just another one of those examples of things where like if i if i had a million dollars and i was looking to roll the dice on a company i would see things like that and just be like they don't know what they're doing yeah <laughs> there's a problem here right for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy but it's movie so it's, it's kind of part of the fun <laughs> i at this point kind of yeah once you get over that initial sort of shock of like, oh, wow, they don't care about me and right. they're not going to help me when something goes wrong. It's like, OK, what 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 else can go wrong? Like, yeah. how how else can they screw me over? Yeah. And it, it was interesting at the beginning of us talking to hear your comparison to being the kind of like pre 995 user and how mm-hmm. their customer service was pretty much what you would expect. In fact, yeah. maybe even better than what you would expect. Yeah. And just how much it has changed because they've either become overwhelmed or maybe just the culture has changed so fast that they really don't care as long as the numbers keep going up. I don't I don't know. That's another thing is that they never apologize for anything publicly, and they could. Yeah. Uh, and companies do that all the time, and they don't drop in stock price. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> gives people confidence that when you make when you when you have errors on your side you're able to recognize them and you're actively trying to make things better when you completely ignore it uh both to users and your investors you're kind of i don't know it's weird like there's no Mm -hmm. like at one point i would say businesses they they shouldn't do that if that makes them legally liable for something but as long as Mm -hmm. that's not the risk there's no you will in engender engender what's the word i'm looking for uh endear you'll endear yourself to yes. users just by saying hey we screwed up here we're trying to make it right <laughs> yeah it's very simple <laughs> yeah but they never do that so here's here's a question okay if if the language in the terms for movie pass mm-hmm. was phrased in a way where if you have a problem, if for any reason, app problem, human problem, phone problem, movie theater problem, no matter what the problem was, if you could not use the MoviePass app to purchase your ticket, they cannot and are not responsible for reimbursing you. Sure. You know, would that change anything for you? Uh, uh, no. I mean, it, that, this is the bigger problem. At least for me. I, I don't think this is a problem for people who go see one or two movies a month. Mm-hmm. Who maybe are now seeing three or four. Is that MoviePass has me. Sure. I see too many. I saw too many before MoviePass. Not too many, but you know, <laughs> like I saw way more than what, the I, average. what a normal person spends on going to see the movie. Going to yeah. the movies. And so uh, I, I am in a position to take a lot of abuse before... <laughs> I walk away. <laughs> if there was a competitor right now that was nine ninety five mm-hmm. for unlimited movies, even if they had the exact same terms, I would jump. <laughs> Unless I saw over there was worse. You know what I mean? Like I have no particular uh, love for Movie Pass itself. It's the deal that got me. And sure, it would, it would continue to get me at four movies, and I think they know that, uh, and that's the problem when it comes to me. Like, mm-hmm. even if they had that clause in there where they basically gave themselves a get-out-of-jail-free card, 
it would take like a couple it would take it like more than a month of them never if the app never worked <laughs> <laughs> for me to go ahead and do it here's another little secret uh that i i have other than month one i've never paid for movie pass oh referrals yeah oh wow i'm assuming I'm okay assuming referrals <laughs> I, there's no way to know because they never send me an email when I get a referral. They, there's no way to check your account and see yeah, right. <laughs> what referrals you've gotten. Like the only record I have of ever paying for MoviePass was that it showed up on my credit card charge. <laughs> yeah, same for me. There's no like account history where you can go in and see how long you've been a member or when they charged your card or anything like that. Uh, and so I don't know if it's just a clerical error. Or that they're actually <laughs> crediting referrals. Now, I know like a good handful of people that definitely came through my referral link because I sent it to them and I literally sat there while they signed up off my link. <laughs> sure. Um, so it's, and we have links in our podcast notes. So who knows how many listeners have done it? I would right. say. But that's the, I don't know. That's the big thing i have no clue yeah <laughs> it might That's be true. a clerical error uh or it might be that i have another 10 months of referrals sitting there i have no clue <laughs> <laughs> which you know like that's just another instance where like they are i guess not needlessly but kind of needlessly like allowing us to not spend as much money on them as they need us to kind sure. of a thing like, I don't know why that is what the price of a referral is, and it couldn't be something far less significant than a whole month's worth of a fee. Yeah, I mean, what if they, um, what if for every person you referred, they gave you an IMAX showing? That'd be amazing. It'd be amazing, yeah. And oh my would, goodness. People would be all over that. Oh yeah. I might even prefer that. <laughs> I would definitely prefer that. Right. <laughs> Easily. Yeah, no, like, and I if just... you signed up like 10 people, like make it for the life of my account too, even better. Make it for the life of my account. So if I sign 10 people up, I can go see 10 IMAX movies a month. Oh my. As long as I they stay members. You know what I mean? Type of thing. Maybe. Yeah. They might cap it at like five. Sure. But I'd be fine with even that. Even that. That'd be amazing. Really, I only need one, maybe two a month. That's true. In IMAX. I think, I think the most I saw... My AMC, and maybe all AMCs, I'm not sure, but when The Last Jedi came out, they did a uh, promotion where if you go to see the movie on Sunday in IMAX for the first four Sundays that it was out, mm-hmm. you could get a free poster. Oh, okay. So I went, I think I was able to go to see see it two of those four times, so four, two of those four weekends, maybe three, Right. I'm not sure. But, like, I went and saw it all those times. Hmm. As many times as I could. You know, free posters. Worth the $15. And then I'd just go see another movie with MoviePass. But outside Hmm. of, like, that sort of a situation, yeah, I would never need it more than once or twice probably a month. Yeah. Even if, like, they're going to show four different movies in a month in IMAX, most of them don't even need it. Honestly. Right. I don't need to see Deadpool in IMAX. (laughs) Right. You know, like... (laughs) that's it's not necessary but it it's nice if i you know if it's in a month where that's the only thing then okay sure you know sure 
it is um, what it is. You've been a longer subscriber than I have, but um, what's the what's the, like the biggest surprise? Something you didn't expect from being a past member that is actually like a pretty cool feature that you didn't mm. realize would be like, oh, this is cool. I didn't realize I'd get this benefit out of it. Interesting. Um, trying to think. Uh, nothing jumped out to me. Okay. And I, I don't know that anything since like before the price drop or when I first started has really changed in a significant way. As yeah. far as like the actual deal itself is concerned, like mm-hmm. it's always been a movie a day, um, for, except for the period of time where it was like you can see any movie as many times as you want. Right. Like that was a nice change. I that was super excited about that. Um, I went and saw Lady Bird twice. I went and saw Ready Player One twice, which I don't even very much like. Right. Uh, you know, but it was just like one afternoon. I was like, oh well. Ready Player One is a 10-minute bike ride, and I don't know. I'll check it out again. Why sure. not? <laughs> it's, a, it's you know, if I'm going to watch it again, I'd rather do it on a movie th- screen, a theater screen, than, like, at home. Yeah, so, and that's the kind of movie that, not that your opinion of the thing as a whole is going to change, but there's a lot going on in that movie. Like, oh, yeah. Visually. And so seeing it again, like, I will see it again at some point at home. Mm. And... Um, I'm sure I'll see references that there's no chance I caught the first time. Right. Like, especially in that, like, final climactic battle scene. Like, how many things are happening in the background of that that you just can't take the time to look at? Yeah. It's very overwhelming. For sure. But outside of that change, that's pretty much it. Like, I, I don't think, that I'm aware of anyway, I don't remember there being much different. Right. There being much a diff- no much of a difference between right now and when I first started, mm-hmm. I, like outside of the the uh, the service, mm-hmm. like the theater that used to not take the the movie pass card now does, which is super convenient because I don't think I'd get the reimbursement anymore <laughs> right. at that rate, and like the couple of other theaters that now do accept movie pass, super convenient. Oh, I sure. guess the one thing I do like that has changed is the um, check. Uh, showtime not listed function Mm -hmm. in the app they didn't have that before no that was not always there um it updated with the app a couple of months ago Mm -hmm. i don't remember i've never experienced a point where like my showtime wasn't on the app for me but my girlfriend has used that and it has worked well the couple of times she's had to so uh, that is really nice especially because you know, as anyone who's used the app knows, like they're very disordered and like really tough to navigate, even if you know exactly what you're looking for. So sure. uh, probably more difficult when you know exactly what you're looking for, honestly. Yeah. But, I used that same feature for the first time, like maybe a week and a half ago. I was mm-hmm. in um, Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I saw a movie at the... Um, uh, what's it? the museum of contemporary arts or something like that. So they just have like one screen where they show experimental and indie movies. And they okay. only have two screenings a day, one at two thirty <laughs> and one at eight thirty or something like that. So they are not a movie theater. They are a museum right. <laughs> that plays <laughs> movies related to contemporary art, I would say. Um, but they were showing a movie, Gemini, which is like a legit Hollywood movie. I think Amazon maybe is the distributor. Um, mm-hmm. 
Good movie, by the way, if you ever get a chance to see it. Um, but they the the screenings that were showing up in Movie Pass were for movies that they weren't even playing. Like for <laughs> some course. reason, the data feed was screwed up. And right. so um, by I looked online because I was looking to see if they had something else later on in the week, like if they were going to change the movies. And then I noticed like, oh, what MoviePass is showing today isn't even what they're actually showing at the theater. So I used the unlisted showtime to check into the movie that they were actually playing and saw it. And it took my ticket and I didn't get any threatening Big Brother <laughs> email from them. So I'm assuming <laughs> it worked as advertised. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Um, I'm always wondering, like, they have my email address, which is tied to my account. Uh, mm-hmm. I've given it to them on Twitter. I've given it to them on <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> I've given it to them in their help desk. Uh, like, what do they... <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's It's weird. Like, at any time, I'm kind of a thorn in the side sometimes. Mm-hmm. And at any time, they could just look up my email based on the communication I've had with them and just like cancel my account. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> um, but they're also not together enough to just block me on Twitter. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting to see if like the other shoe drops. <laughs> and it, it, I feel like, I feel like it's even beyond that. I feel like we're waiting for it to like hit the floor at this point. It's already been dropped. Right. And yeah. It's just a matter of time. It's crazy. And uh, um, I don't know. It's... The the two benefits I was not expecting mm-hmm. from, from movie pass. Like when I, even when I did the test like a month ago, I, I didn't think it fully sink in and I don't think it would until you like our, you get used to going as often as I was at one point. Like, the first couple of months of movie pass, I went like five, five days a week, which was sure. a, an increase for me. And I went a lot before, like I would go to two movies a week on average, maybe one, depending on what was playing. Mm-hmm. But five a week is like, it's an effort, I would say. <laughs> yes. And so, um, but when you do that, uh, it becomes kind of like ritualistic. Like some people have coffee in the morning. And uh, and I figured out when I could go to the movie theater. <laughs> sure, <laughs> type yeah. Of thing and it like at some point it almost feels more no, feels more irregular to not have that daily visit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there was there becomes like a comfort to like sitting in a dark theater for a couple hours, um, where you almost feel a little off when you when you can't manage to schedule it into whatever you have to do that day. I did not expect that. And the other thing that was, and that's like a positive and a negative, I would say. The other thing that was definitely a positive is discovering like Casablanca. I watched it at home. I watched it because I felt like I had to. Sure. Because I am on a podcast and I'm a movie nerd. (laughs) And so you have to watch Casablanca, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like there's a weird social agreement that if you're going to talk about movies, one of the minimums is that you've seen Casablanca. So I watched it. I didn't care for it. I pushed it aside. I read some articles about it and some essays, and I was like, okay, I can see all this, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> right. And then I started seeing movies on a regular basis, like old movies, in a movie theater. And I never would have done that before Movie Pass, just because it, it costs like a full ticket price. And yeah. 
you know, it's just more of a, a cost compared to movie pass. And so I started on a weekly basis going to these older movies, no matter what it was. And okay. so one week, like Casablanca came up and I was like, I've already seen this, you know, I'm going to go <laughs> because I've been going. And so I'll go. And I sat through the movie and I really enjoyed Casablanca the second time. <laughs> really? Awesome. Yeah. Like in a movie theater with, uh, you know, a dozen people all older than me <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm not a 20 year old. <laughs> Right, but right. If you go to uh if you go see Casablanca on a Wednesday at two thirty in the afternoon, <laughs> chances are good you're gonna be the youngest person in the movie theater. Um mm. and uh and yeah, it just played totally different in a dark theater with a different attitude to see it and knowing what to expect and what not to expect out of it. I just I thought it was funny and charming and like I could see all of the things or I could see how people would see things in it. Um, is it going to break my top 250? Probably not, but I get it more. And I would have probably never seen Casablanca again if it wasn't right. for Movie Pass. Sure. Um, and since then, I've seen like Wayne's World in a movie theater and Back to the Future. <laughs> and like just a nice. couple of weeks ago, I got to see Monty Python and the Holy Grail in a sold out movie theater. That's awesome. Uh, and that was crazy because half the audience I could tell had never seen this movie. And the other half were saying the lines with the characters. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's a, that's amazing. Yeah. And there were things in that movie that I've seen that movie uh, probably double digits in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I've certainly seen clips of it way more than that. Um, but probably in full, you know, in the teens. Um, and so I thought I, I remembered everything about it. And then when the credits start, there's like a subtitling that like, I don't know how often you've seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but people who've watched it a lot, uh, I'm sure don't know this, but there's like a subtitling that's following, uh, the movie, but it's like in, uh, I don't know, finish or something like that. And then at uh-huh. some point it starts being like faux finish and like a mix of English and there starts okay. to be jokes in the subtitling. And I remember watching it after having watched it a dozen times or more, <laughs> sitting in the theater with an audience and hearing people realize that this is happening and me myself forgetting that that's a joke. You know what I mean? Like I saw the finished subtitles and was like, why do they have subtitles on the screen? <laughs> mm-hmm. And this yeah. is a movie I know the joke for. <laughs> yeah. But at home... Hearing the theater react to realizing it's a joke, it never registered with me how good a joke that is. Sure. Because it's a joke that plays differently with an audience than at home when you're just watching it at home. Like when you're watching it at home, when uh, the Black Knight is getting his arms chopped off, you get the same reaction in an audience as you do at home. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's louder in an audience. But that joke at the beginning... (laughs) is brilliant with an audience and i think it only works in an, you know in that way as, at an audience and then if you remember at the end of that movie it just kind of ends and then they cut to black and they start playing this kaleidoscope music mm-hmm. and they've already run the credits at the beginning of the movie so there's no credits to run at the end and they literally run this kaleidoscope music for like five six minutes and then that's the end of the movie right <laughs> like copyright card at the end and that's it 
and they just kind yeah. of expect the audience to awkwardly sit there listening to kaleidoscope music waiting for like <laughs> something else to appear on the screen mm-hmm. and then they just end it on you if you bothered to sit through the music for no reason and that's another thing that i always thought was funny at home but it's haha shut it off right you know what i mean but with right. a sold out audience half of which knew what was going on and the other half didn't it took me like a good 15 to 30 seconds to remember that this was the joke and it was crazy to how after like a minute of it people were still laughing about it and then once you got into like <laughs> two or three minutes people started groaning about it and then you saw people slowly get up and leave the theater while the music was playing and i was like this has to be exactly what they planned <laughs> right 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 <laughs> to happen like it's monty python trolling the audience in a format where they have no choice but to get trolled. yeah um, yeah. And so those types of experiences, like I never saw Monty Python and the Holy Grail in the movie theater. Sure. And I never would have if it wasn't for movie pass. So yeah, it's a it's it's a strange uh it's a strange trip. It's definitely <laughs> a love-hate relationship at this point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's becoming complicated in not a good way unfortunately (laughs) and uh time will tell just how long they can keep us on the hook really um right and how how much longer they have and where things are going to go you know if if movie pass collapses is something going to take its spot Mm -hmm. in an equal with any close to a resemblance of what movie pass was or are we going to kind of be capped at like a ten dollar fifteen dollar four movies a month system right maybe well i remember when Um, when i was in london around this time last year i was hanging mm -hmm. out with some podcast listeners out there and they were talking about how they've had subscription services for years i've heard of that yeah and they're they're theater specific and i think they paid 17 pounds which was like roughly 20 dollars american okay for unlimited movies at that chain sure and which sounds awesome yeah i mean that sounds like if american chains had done that pre-movie pass they would Mm -hmm. see all the gains that movie pass whatever gains there are they would have seen and they get that bump from the they get all the profit from the bump in the concessions and they're basically just giving up their cut of the ticket to get that right um, it's so much more lucrative for them than it is for movie pass with their current model where they get next to nothing outside of your subscription fee usually right yeah yeah so if the worst that comes out of this is that we get subscription services that are theater specific um, that's not too bad it's not too bad it's not movie pass <laughs> no it's not but i think it the idea not. of a subscription service has been proven popular enough that I, the regals and the amcs of the world would kind of be foolish not to adopt some kind of strategy similar strategy yes if there's no I movie agree. pass out there i don't think they have to be as aggressive as they do with movie pass out there Mm-hmm. but a good 20 to 25 dollars a month to see all i want at my local theater yeah you wouldn't get two million subscribers but you'd get a lot oh yeah that's definitely yeah 
I think that'll ultimately be the legacy. Like, if MoviePass manages to stay alive long enough to become profitable, that's a miracle at this point. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But I think. If, <laughs> but if they die and history writes itself uh, in reality, then it will be the service that showed people like going to the movie theater. You just have to remove the barriers. <laughs> yeah, I. that's the biggest thing for me is... You know, when you if you remove MoviePass from the equation, clearly, like two years ago, when whatever MoviePass subscribers there were were very, very few in number, mm-hmm. you you still had you would still have like MoviePass wasn't really a big thing when the Force Awakens came out. Sure, uh, you know, and Force Awakens blew box office numbers to pieces, with mm-hmm. the exception of like Avatar, and you know, like it didn't need people like people were going to see it two three four five six times Mm -hmm. again and again and again they were all paying for imax everybody wanted to see it all the times every time and like they there's that you know weird not actually true but like kind of true depending on whose numbers you're looking at and what way you're looking at them narrative where you know the the movie theater industry is dying sort of a thing Mm-hmm. Which I don't personally believe in terms of money. I do believe in terms of like moviegoers, though. And I think Movie Pass is what's bringing a lot of those people back mm-hmm. uh, in larger quantities than than we were seeing. But at the same time, you know, when we when you look at how Infinity War just made uh, like five million dollars more in its opening weekend than. Force Awakens did took it three years to get to that point. Um, it did it without having a holiday wrapped around it, mm-hmm. and it did it right as Movie Pass was really just shitting the bed every possible which way. Sure, <laughs> like there's still that's still a thing. People still want to go see all these movies, and you know Disney in particular is really putting out the stuff people are paying obscene boatloads of money to go see. Right. And see multiple and I, times. Right. I think the biggest the biggest change that seems to me what's happening is that these movies that aren't Avengers, that aren't Star Wars, that aren't, you know, live action Disney movies, that aren't Pixar movies, these are the movies that are suffering. Mm-hmm. But they're also the movies that are having reportedly that are the, being uh, affected the most by movie pass. Mm-hmm. You know, because like you go to see solo and IMAX and a lot of families or people probably are saying, well, we can't really see Deadpool because we're going to spend $50 on solo tickets and then another $50 on concessions when we go there. Mm -hmm. And like, that's just too much money for us to spend right now. Sure. But then movie pass is like, Oh, well we can go see both of them now. Yeah. You know, like that's such a big change kind of a thing. And that when that if that disappears and and runs away from us that's going to be i i think like when you, when when movie pass like pulled its um affiliation with like those 10 most profitable amc theaters back then mm-hmm. like in january or whatever it was like it didn't have a, like a huge effect maybe very a minute effect at the time i think 
you're going to see a really, however long it takes before like something fills that vacuum, uh, the life is going to seem to be sucked out of movie going for two, three, four, five, six months or so. Yeah. And you're going to get all those, all those people coming out of the woodwork like, oh, the film industry is dying. Oh, movies aren't profitable anymore. Right. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I think you're uh, definitely going to see that. And you're going to see people, if if they take too long to to replace with a deal that's attractive to casual people, then mm-hmm. the equity that MoviePass has helped build to like build more of a an option to go see a movie as yeah. opposed to just go out to dinner or do something else, um, then people will very easily forget again that movies are an option. <laughs> Yeah, which is such a shame. Like, right. I guess, you know, speaking to, like, things that movie passes help me appreciate, like, just being able to watch a movie in a theater is such a such a privilege that I, I fully respect and sure. didn't really a couple of years ago. You know, I everything I watched for while I was in college, basically, was on my computer. Right. Like, it was all on, like, a 13-inch screen. No matter what the movie was, the first time I saw Thor and Thor Ragnarok, 13-inch screen. The first time I saw, um, I don't know. I probably didn't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm only thinking of Marvel movies. But, right. you know, in that sense, like, these big, these huge movies, a lot of them, you know, that came out in, like, the early 2010s, I saw them for the first time on a, like, laptop. Sure. And that sucks. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Like in hindsight, like getting to see Thor Ragnarok in the theater, so awesome. Right. Would have hated having to see that for the first time on a screen on my computer. Yeah. Yeah, and like even beyond that, like there like there's a movie called Small Change, which is a uh Francois Truffaut movie, right? Mm-hmm. That um came out in that came out before I was born in 1976. <laughs> there's no chance uh that I, I mean, it might be re-released like at our local art house theater, but probably not. But if it is, yeah. I am seeing that in a movie theater. When I watched it oh, the yeah. first time and loved it, I watched it on my cell phone while I was working out at the gym. <laughs> yep. <Been laughs> and there. I loved it. It was funny. It was interesting. It was awesome. And so I cannot imagine how well it would play. In a room full of people who are primed for a movie from 1976 by Francois Truffaut. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so... Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, there's just... It's like the theater... Uh, it doesn't necessarily make movies better. <laughs> because I think good <laughs> movies will play on your phone while you're working out at the gym. And they will play in a movie theater. Good movies mm-hmm. are good movies. But there is something to getting the full experience of something. Uh, by see, one seeing an audience uh, and alternatively if you can't get an audience at least seeing it on a large screen in a giant black box yeah. divorced from your computer generally divorced from your phone <laughs> yep there's yep. just nothing like it <laughs> and yeah. um and i think people with movie pass are discovering that um, they're not discovering it like you and I do where now we become obsessive about it and we go see five <laughs> movies a week, but they're, they're realizing that like, as the, as the weekend comes up, their brain is in a different mode than it was pre movie pass. They're thinking like, Oh, it's the weekend. I want to go see what's, a movie. what's playing, you know, what's playing. Yeah. yeah. That used to never hit their mind. What's playing wasn't in their mind. It was like 
the week after somebody says, oh, I saw such and such. It was good. And then maybe they'll th- they'll remember it the next week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they're more likely to be flicking through Netflix six months later and see it and remember and then watch it. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. So. Um, so, yeah, they're for as much as movie pass annoys the crap out of me. Uh, I think they're actually to the industry that I like to follow and enjoy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Even when even when things are bad, I enjoy watching them, um, <laughs> just because it's part of the bigger experience. Uh, I think Movie Pass is like it's a much needed disruption. Um, yes, and for that, it's it's got it's going to have a legacy, even if the company doesn't survive. Uh, uh, that's good. Yeah, it's probably not good news for Mitch Lowe. <laughs> He's like one of my. There's like. There's like three podcast guests that I would kill for. He's one of them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I would just love to get him on the phone because I've seen him do interviews on TV. Okay. And they always ask him the easiest, most softball questions ever. They're never like what I, what I would want to ask as a subscriber. Right. Um, and nobody ever puts his feet to the fire as far as like the shenanigans, <laughs> which sorely needs to happen. Uh, totally. And so yeah. I know, I know, if I could get him for like a half an hour <laughs> on the phone and be able to record it, I uh, would probably chicken out on a lot of questions. But I think, <laughs> I think I could get to a couple where we might be able to get a straight answer. <laughs> Uh huh, <laughs> and I think it would be really fun to try to do that, um, right? And then uh, another one would be since you go to AMC a lot. I tweeted this out: the guy who throws popcorn on himself in the like pre-roll. Yes, I see it all the time. <laughs> Makes no sense to me. I would kill to get that guy on the phone to find out who <laughs> he is and get him on the phone and just ask him every question I could come up with about that's amazing how you oh my goodness sitting there and doing that and how many times did you have to do it and did you have to pick popcorn <laughs> out of your head and <laughs> what was the direction I mean like it would easily probably be way too much info for something that yeah. is nothing but I've seen it's like so two seconds times. of screen time yeah <laughs> it's very small so I tracked down the company that shot that okay wow I tweeted okay. at them but they haven't replied it's been like a week Oh my gosh, I would love to hear that. But I, I want it to happen someday. I'm also oh, interested that... in like what is that guy's favorite movie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm interested in that, but I, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. I want to know like what his top ten last ten is. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time we're at a theater early enough to see that on the screen, I just I just roll my eyes and shake my head. Like no one ever reacts like that. Right. I've never seen that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's so absurd. But for sure. I would love to hear like <laughs> I'd love to listen to him on a podcast or anything. Just Definitely. Figure out that guy. <laughs> That's funny. I want to do a podcast that like uh possibly gets like more fringy film f- people but also like maybe solves mysteries. Like I recently heard an interview <laughs> with Amelia Clark. You know who she is? Yeah. Daenerys from Game of Game, Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones, Daenerys. Yeah. And on this podcast, they were going through kind of her early history. She did like some stuff on stage and a TV commercial in the UK because she's British. And then mm-hmm. she had a small role in a movie 
and the movie's not on her IMDb, and she won't tell anybody what the name of the movie is. What? Because she's so ashamed of it. But she kind of laughed it off when the interviewer tried to get the name out of it. Uh And she said, no, I'll never tell anybody what the name of that movie is. And so ever since then, I've been like, I wonder if I could find out what the name of that movie is. (laughs) Right. Find somebody who's attached to somebody who knows what movie it was or worked on it or something. Yeah, it has to be out there somewhere. She's probably did it with a friend and it probably never got a, you know, official distribution. But maybe, uh, yeah, nothing disappears. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Everything. But at the same like, time, she obviously doesn't want it out there. So maybe she like, I don't know, did. Something I mean, she's certainly powerful it. enough at this point to like make that happen. Maybe. Right. Yeah. That was what the interviewer said is like, you must have some real sway to keep it off. Of TV. <laughs> <laughs> and she, right, she laughed right. that off too. So mm. yeah, I don't want to like reveal something that maybe should stay hidden. But at the same time, I'm just like. There's all kinds of stuff out there like that that's film related that I'd be like, I would totally listen to a podcast where they like try to solve unsolvable mysteries. <laughs> right, right. Like I'm pretty sure there's somebody out there too that has seen The Day the Clown Died. Oh, okay. Which is that, uh, you know, Holocaust movie with, who is it, Jerry Lee Lewis, I think is the star? Something like I that. I think so, yeah. yeah. And it's never... It's never been seen by a public, but there are a few, there are a handful of people out there that have actually seen it. And why haven't why hasn't anybody tracked those people down and like done podcasts with them and like as much as you can get out of them about what right. the movie actually is? Yeah, um, because Jerry Lee Lewis has like basically said, well, I think he's passed away now, recently, mm-hmm. fairly recently. But at one point he was like, "It'll never see the light of day." And then before he passed away, he gave a print to the uh, National Film Archive and put a time limit on it, like 10 years or eight years after he passed away, and then they're going to release <sighs> it into the public domain. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So so we have to wait like eight or 10 years, and then we'll get to see this movie that Jerry Lee Lewis made and was ashamed of. And <laughs> mm. Yeah, there's just so many stories like that. That, uh... there's also, that would be like, fascinating. There's a... Uh, you know the movie Big? Oh, yeah. You know it was written by Steven Spielberg's sister? I didn't. And it's the only thing she ever wrote. Really? And so, like, I want somebody to talk to her. Her name's Anne, Anne Spielberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want to yeah. know, like, how, how did that happen? <laughs> like, it's not even Steven Spielberg's movie. He's His name's not on Big. Um, right. I don't think it's an Amblin movie. He's not a producer. So, like, somehow she was in Hollywood very briefly. Or she wrote some kind of script <laughs> that maybe traveled and then eventually she got credit for it. I don't know. But nobody's ever talked to her about it. I'm just curious <laughs> <laughs> how that happened. <laughs> right. There's a lot of those little, uh, you know, sort of, I mean, I, you know, especially when, like, like, writers were blacklisted for however long, like, who knows like how many of those were actually revealed to be who they really were and how many are still undefined. Sure. Even I'm sure there are a handful at least. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, if you know of any other mysteries, <laughs> I will, feel free to I pass will let you me. know. I will I'm, send them your way. I'm really good at coming up with podcast ideas that I never actually execute. So 
<laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anything else you want to say about Movie Pass? Anything like that? I think that's it. I hope it sticks around. Uh, but if it doesn't, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I kind of feel uh, like I, I've I've been on a roller coaster. It's it's been fun. Uh, and I, I I'll ride it for as long as you let me. But um, if I had sure. to get off, it, it would be okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's other theme parks. There's other rides. Right. We'll find. We'll figure something out. For in the sure. meantime, and I could probably go back to seeing like two movies a month or two movies a week, and it, it would be just fine. I wouldn't be missing out with that by that much. Although I think seeing old movies in movie theaters, like taking that opportunity more often, I think that's going to stay whether Movie Pass exists or not. Um, right. Just because I I feel like as a movie fan in general, that has benefited me. Hmm. So. Yeah. I'll probably see less stupid comedies and more older movies <laughs> if Movie Pass goes away. That's probably for the best. <laughs> yep. I think. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I I agree. I, I echo pretty much everything you've said. Um, I would just end up resorting to watching most of those things at home as opposed to seeing them in the theater. Sure. I would fill in the gaps wherever I could, I suppose. Yeah. Make it all work out. Cool. Well, hey, thank you so much for uh doing this episode with me. Sure. I I really needed to fill in all these gaps I need to fill in while I'm on vacation <laughs> and this is a key key episode in that yeah, regard. You, do you talk about this on the podcast? Are you, are you I've mentioned it a few going? times. Okay. I so so we're going to Rio. Mm-hmm. Uh we're leaving well, as of recording this, we're leaving tomorrow, Wednesday, to drive to the airport in D.C. and fly out of D.C. Nice. Uh, so we'll get in, you know, midday Thursday, mm-hmm. which would be the 24th. As of the release of this episode, that's like a week ago. So <laughs> it's a, mm-hmm. the time's not great. But we'll be there for two weeks. Um, my girlfriend actually... Uh, has a friend down there who came to Pittsburgh as an exchange student to teach Portuguese. And so we're going to go stay with him for two weeks and I don't know, see all the things that we can see. Uh, This, this is the first time I've ever been outside the continent. Oh, nice. I've been to Canada and Mexico, right? But never further than that. So this is very new for me. Sure. And I am not really a traveler. (laughs) <laughs> right. And, and I would not describe myself as such. I don't have a desire to travel. Mm-hmm. Um I don't see uh you know and I'm very I'm very forthcoming about this with my girlfriend, but <laughs> sure. I'm I'm I don't see the the appeal of it personally. Sure. But um the the most thing I'm looking forward to the most is getting to see solo while I'm in Brazil. Oh, I think yeah. that will be an interesting experience. Definitely. And I'm really curious how that all plays out. And, and so that'll be something I'm excited to bring back with me to talk about on an episode once I get back. Sure. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, you uh, should definitely be... see things while you're there as far as movies. Like see American movies in their context. It's, yes. Um, I've never done yeah. it like in a Spanish-speaking country, but I did it in um, in Paris. Okay. And, um, and also in Sweden. And it's... Um, 
it's interesting. In Sweden, it was in English, but with Swedish subtitles. And in Paris, it was in French with yeah, no I'm... subtitles. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> right. And from what I understand, there's like two or three theaters in Paris that will run American subtitles. But they generally don't run American movies in anything but French. Like they're very protective of like their theaters playing movies in French. <laughs> huh. Whereas in yeah. Sweden, they they <sighs> rather just have the English version and not bother with the, <laughs> with you know subs mm. or whatever they call it dubbing or anything like that. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, and it's not, it really wasn't that different of an experience, except especially in Paris in. Sweden, it was at multiplexes, which were practically brand new and very much like the ones in the U.S. But in Paris, mm-hmm. they were these old theaters that had been converted. Some of them were like stage theaters that were converted, and they're really beautiful. Like just going, there oh was neat, like kind of walking, like walking into a museum almost. Um, right. Yeah, it was an experience. I imagine there's probably some places where you're going where you might be able to find like some some converted theaters, but also. Like they had a pretty decent film industry in the in the fifties and sixties there, mm-hmm. so there's probably some old marquee theaters that you you know you could find here in the U.S. as well, but also like see the same types of things down there. Might be worth tracking down. But right, um, and then the other fun thing to do when you travel as a movie <laughs> fan is, and I don't know if you've done this yet, is research. Like you'll find, especially if you're going, where are you going to Rio? Yeah. So there are guaranteed there are movies that you like and have seen that film <laughs> that in take Rio. place. Yeah. <laughs> or filmed. Right. Guaranteed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so go online. There's like websites that will show that will give you like a Google Maps location of like everything and mm-hmm. make that part of your exploration. Like on a muse- on a day that you're planning on going to a museum or wherever, also <laughs> you know just take a little walk because probably just a couple blocks from wherever that museum is is probably where they shot some classic movie. Um, okay, and that makes some of the stuff that you're less interested in more fun. <laughs> I found that's true in my that's travel. true because it's like okay I'm going to this museum that you know whoever I'm Meh. with wants to go see, but right. I get to see. You know, like in New York, I got to see the original Ghostbusters firehouse, which looks nothing like what the movie did. (laughs) (laughs) But that made the the trip to that side of Manhattan worth it to me. Sure. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's my only advice as somebody who like I I enjoy traveling anyway. But if Mm -hmm. I can plan movie, if I can build the fun movie stuff into it, then it's even better. Yeah, definitely. So. I will have to uh, research that. Yeah, it's also That'll fun too awesome. to like find movies that were filmed there that you never would have watched otherwise, and then just watch them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. gives you a reason to dip into some other things that don't quite make the top five hundred lists, but are still uh, like culturally unique to those places. So, mm-hmm. true, true enough. Cool. Is it so? Is this like your first time? Well, it's. You said it's your first time in another continent. Is your is it your first time traveling to a place and staying there for two weeks straight? Um, kind of. Sure. Because uh, like the only I've been to Canada a handful of times, but I had relatives in Canada, so that wasn't like a true kind of vacation sort of thing. Right. And the only time I was ever in Mexico, I actually was there for like six months, 
but oh, okay. I was also three years old, so uh, you don't remember. I have like one memory from that time, right? Maybe two, uh, you know, for what that's worth. So this, like, this is probably the first like true vacation thing I've ever like done. Quotes on my own, mm-hmm. you know, like with my girlfriend, but like on my own. Every other vacation I've ever been on is like a big family thing, going to Disney World or sure, what have you. So, uh, yeah, this is this is new, un untouched territory. Sure, I found because I'm I I'm sure, <clears throat> I think from what I know of you, you're kind of a creature of habit. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> I find that when I go on little trips that I don't get much out of them, and so I'm hesitant to take it again. But the ones mm-hmm. where I got to stay like a week or more, I have super fond memories of. Because it was okay. just long enough to like <laughs> feel like more feel like more than just a passing tourist. You know what I mean? Right. So I think the fact that you're gonna be able to live with somebody who lives there and that right. you're there for two weeks, I would I'd love to hear when you're back whether it was what you expected. Because I think it's just a totally different experience doing that compared to like just kind of, you know, coming in and out. Um and kind of like getting the brush by experience. Whereas like mm-hmm. two weeks or more, it's certainly not enough to fully experience living there, but it's enough to be relaxed from day to day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like right. You, you don't have to fill the agenda and go, go, go type of stuff. Um, yeah. And I'm hopefully. sure the guy you're hanging out with probably works. And so, you get to see like well, oh people are working or <laughs> well yeah i'm so he's like uh he's like half student half um like a teacher mm-hmm. like language teacher and uh he actually is living with a friend who is american who works at the consulate down there oh okay so so that that in and of itself adds a whole other like sort of dimension to things right. um which is why like this vacation trip kind of came up a little more abruptly than you probably would plan a two week trip to Brazil mm-hmm. simply because uh, I think the rule regulations are like, you can only work at a consulate in Brazil or maybe on a consulate. I, I forget, but like there's a period of time you're allowed to work there and then you have to go somewhere else. Um, I guess like spy type stuff, but that, period of time is coming up quickly and so her my my girlfriend's friend is gonna have to find somewhere else to live and then it's not gonna be as easy and hmm. sure so, so now like the this time. is the yeah now it's now or it's we'll figure it out in a far distant future right. <laughs> sort of a situation so sure. we're striking while the iron is hot sure yeah well if i had to predict i'm sure you'll have a good time well i appreciate that <laughs> sure. i hope so i'll i'll make sure to let you know and I'll I'll keep notes. I'll definitely keep notes of like what happens, movie related things and sure. bring back the experience with me yeah. to share. Perfect. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you again for being on this episode. I, I super appreciate it and uh it. it's been it's been fun. Yeah. It's been great. Anytime awesome. I can uh, I can come on and bitch more about movie pass just let me know. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> always free. Uh anytime. If you want to check out more from James at the Cinerealist Podcast, you can search for Cinerealist on, I presume, most places that uh, podcasts can be found uh, or go to Cinerealist.com 
for more information. And that's it. Thank you for today's episode. Um, really appreciate James coming in to help me with this one. As, uh, yeah, I needed it. <laughs> uh, if you would like to support this show, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash circle of film and do so for as little as eight cents an episode. If you would like to get in touch with me, um, you can find me on Twitter at circle of film or email circle of film at gmail.com. And if you would like to check out other episodes of the show, more history of the circle of film awards or statistics or anything like that related to the, to the circle of film, you can check out circle of for that and everything else. <clears throat> Uh, there will be more information about the Cinerealist in the show notes if you are so inclined. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be the same Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So long.